and welcome to Stand and Deliver, a JoJo podcast. This week, we discuss episode 21 of season 4 and Toriko episode 144. Sundown, dazzling day, go. throw bowser while you're drunk that's a fucking fun time <laughs> mm-hmm. have you liked devil may cry one like in general yeah <coughs> yeah oh, that's this all is right. gonna be good oh sure uh it's overall i would say an all right game uh it's the, definitely... the stuff i have issues with is like all wrapped up with like, man, maybe doing this as, like, fixed perspective was a fucking bad idea. Yeah, well, it's definitely a time and place type thing, too. Because, like, yeah. at the time, that was the coolest thing ever. And <clears throat> it's weird to think about how that game basically invented that genre when now it bears no resemblance to what that game originally was. Yes. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. I can very much see the seeds of what that genre would become in this game. Like, you swipe a guy up into the air, and then you can keep him suspended in the air by shooting him with pistols. That is Devil May Cry 1's legacy. (laughs) That's one way of putting it. I sort of want to try to, if only to see, like, okay, how much of one did they drop immediately? A lot. Like, that's that's what I'm maybe the most curious about with two. That and also just kind of getting some actual hands-on idea of why people hate that game. Because I don't know. Like, for a while, I actually got all fucked up and thought that two was the one that everybody liked. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the thing about two is I remember not hating it when it came out. Uh, a large part of that is because From what I remember it does not have the fixed camera angles anymore um, mm. <clears throat> There's more focus on shooting in it From what I remember Like guns are a lot stronger um, But no I, I, I got the HD collection On PS3 And I tried playing it And I made about 20 minutes into it Before I thought nah, Nope No everybody else was right I played like probably about an hour into this game without saving and then the emulator crashed. Wait, you're emulating? And so like uh, yes. So there was a moment where I was like, well, I should just go get the HD collection then if this is how this is going to go down, but since well, then I've not had any issue with it. Well, so. Danny has it. Uh, so you should probably just do that because, from what I remember, Devil May Cry Three does not emulate well. Hmm. Okay. At least when yeah, I tried. Yeah. Well, it. I, Family Share. This might shock you, but Family Share uh, broke between me and Danny some time ago, and getting that set up again is kind of a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Be yeah. nice if Steam just like remembered the fucking settings that I put into it. No, that's impossible. So that periodically, just going like, family share. What's that? That's impossible. Don't. Come on. You don't know anything about computers. <laughs> well, that's true. Speaking of not yeah. knowing anything about computers, JoJo, we don't know anything about King Crimson. No. No, I don't. They explained it again in this episode. I still have no idea what that's about. Turns out I did pretty much understand it. It's just uh, Araki did not understand it himself when he introduced him, so it makes it kind of muddied. Sure. I got more confused because now it seems like it happens in its own special pocket dimension where, like, one party is privy to what's happening, but the other party is not. Nope. I thought I understood it all last week, and now this week I'm firmly in the how does King Crimson work camp. Like, this actually, I think, just made me more confused. No, they're doing things of their own volition, they just don't remember it afterward. Like, that's the whole point of showing that Narancha ate the chocolates and whatnot. Hmm. I guess we should just get right into it then, because that's the start of this episode. Yeah, I'm Larry Davis with me, it's George Brendel, yada yada yada, you get it, I'm sick. <laughs> yeah. I, I've had some stuff going on too This is a real good day to record an episode Of a mm. podcast about anime Oh yeah Well we'll get to Torco eventually Ah uh, yeah uh, That's when I'll really perk up Uh Yeah so we start out with uh, Narancia really wants some uh, chocolates And Guido Is not having any of that He doesn't want to let this young boy Develop type 2 diabetes So he is withholding all the chocolates from him Uh, but Imagine clapping emojis happening Between these words as I say Let Narancha contract diabetes (laughs) So we find out by the end of this episode He might not have long to live anyway So yeah sure you know Live a little Hmm I Enjoy mean, he those is, chocolates. He is chasing a power boat by swimming, which doesn't seem like the best idea. It's going to end up chopped up like a manatee. I just really liked the idea of Boutron looking back and seeing that and just going like, no, don't stop the boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how cute. He thinks he's people. Yes, pulling a little prank on Rancia. Uh... But yeah, so everyone starts noticing that time has... Or I guess that everyone doesn't start noticing. Giorno starts noticing that time has disappeared because these chocolates that Narancia wants, suddenly they're not in the box and they're in Narancia's mouth. By the way, he's fucking psyched about this. Yes. Wouldn't you be? If I suddenly had the flavor of chocolate inside of my mouth... I do actually think my first reaction would be, oh my god, this is delicious, this is wonderful, and not, what the fuck is going on? Damn. See, this is just like that part uh, in one of the early episodes of The X-Files, where Mulder and Scully are driving along a road, and they look at the watches, and then they look again like after a lightning strike and ten minutes have passed. And then Mulder gets out and sprays a big X on the road so he knows where it happens. 
It's, X it's for X Files. You get it, Scully? Uh, I I've been watching the X Files. It's it's really something. I have uh I think seen maybe two episodes of the X Files. Well, I've seen like Total? three now, so deal with it. Oh uh, well, you know way more about it than I do. Well, they they start with like a real banger, with like the second one after the pilot is like, hey UFOs. It's like, <laughs> guys, maybe uh ease on it a little bit. Like, start off with. I don't know, crop circles or something, and then later get to the part where you're like, oh, we got into a military base and there are UFOs everywhere. Yeah, by the way, I remember absolutely nothing about the two episodes I've seen because I watched those back when the X-Files was actually on the air. Yeah, see, I, I never watched because I was too young. Uh, I don't know, I, I'm i not sure really why I kept putting it off. Well, I can tell you one thing is why I decided to start watching it recently because it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, there are 200 episodes of that Yeah, that's the reason why I've never actually gone like Hey, I should maybe try to watch The X-Files There's too damn much of it Yeah um, And like my because, understanding is at some point it gets very not good <laughs> You know, so I was looking at the episode listings on IMDb Because you can just look at the season and look at the star ratings people have given each episode and generally, that's a pretty good indicator of when a show gets bad. And I was surprised to see that it peaks at like four to six or so. Hmm. Like the almost all of those episodes, like season four to six, are like nine star average or something, which is crazy. But like that's also a good tool to see. Like, oh, these are the episodes that I don't need to watch because yeah. there are some that everybody like unanimously agrees are stinkers. Uh, it's been really useful for Star Trek too. Star I... Trek, sorry. Uh, you're sick. It's okay. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I like that a lot of people's like David Duchovny point of reference is the X Files, but for me specifically, it is him playing. Uh, oh wow, I'm blanking on the name now, but uh, his character in Twin Peaks, which is just him in drag, and then Red Shoe Diaries. Which oh, I sure. saw a lot of while trying to totally watch pornography on like Showtime uh-huh. back when I was of the age where like that's what you did. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you for you me... you fucking kids today don't know how good you got it. Type in tits on the internet, you get exactly what you need. I had to watch Static on the goddamn television, and occasionally I'd see what I thought was a nipple, and let me tell you, that got me rock hard. Well, great. For me, it was, uh... I'm trying to think of what my thing I associate David Duchovny with. Probably his role uh, as the hand model in Zoolander. Oh, that is a pretty good role. Yeah. I Probably didn't watch Duchovny. Twin Peaks until later uh, Didn't watch X-Files until uh, This week um, I mean yeah I, I also I mean, didn't I was watch always Twin Peaks aware until a lot later of him, though. Like, like yeah. that's the thing Like even when I was a kid it was like oh here he is Like on the Simpsons as Mulder and... Sure But like I I watched a lot of Red Shoe Diaries So like before <laughs> Twin bragging. Peaks Like that that was my David Duchovny like point of reference was specifically Red Shoe Diaries. Like I knew him as as being in the X Files because of just you know 
having an active brain at like that point in time where that show was on TV, like of course, but I've never actually seen enough to like have some sort. Of... Yeah, it, it's also I, I, I go to other things. The pilot of X Files has like a very unnecessary scene where Scully's in her underwear because it was obvious they're like, oh, we need to rope in the degenerate Fox watching weirdos. Oh, do you think I could have been watching that instead of Static? Yeah, sure. Oh, what was it doing? It's pretty short, but look, it's all right. The point is, it's an okay show. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. I I'm not investing two hundred episodes worth of my time into it, though. Look, I'm only well. Hey, you're at work. You have a lot of things you could do. Like you sit there and you watch uh, weird stuff, I know. So most uh, mostly JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Mm. There's a part in this episode where Joe or Giorno George I almost said Giorgio. Yeah, that's the residual like, effects from Jimmy. Great. This He's is infected just our my brains. life now. Now there's a part where he's just like, wait a minute. This is bizarre, and I had this little like, ah, it's the name of the show moment. Yep. They did it. Well, look, crazy, noisy, bizarre town. Uh, so besides the chocolates, uh, other stuff. A lot happened in this ten-second span of time that went missing. There was a cat that like popped out of the damn like ocean with a fish. And walked across Jorno's lap, uh, the stuff with the chocolate. There was um, Jorno tossed like a water bottle over to Fugo, who was like, oh, I, n- I never thanked you for this, did I? The cats like stripped the fish completely of meat. It, yeah. Uh, so Jorno, uh, he realizes something is up, uh, gets up, starts like running onto the island, and uh, we get a Bashio going like, hey, dumbass like we were ordered not to go on the island and then 10 more seconds of time uh gets wiped clean and he's further onto the island and so is abashio and now abashio is kind of noticing like uh, something's up but um he's not quite reaching the same conclusion Jorno is because Jorno and butrati obviously have had this like plan going on with planning the tracker on uh diavolo and all this stuff so uh-huh. Anyway, this speaking, is... of, speaking of Bucciarati <laughs> Yeah Bucciarati's not doing He's great No Bucciarati's feeling he... about like I am Bucciarati got karate chopped in half <laughs> Not yet But yes he does Oh uh, He just splits in half like some rotten meat Mmm Reminds me of um, on Deadliest Warrior when they would test like broadswords and stuff, and they're like, "Hey, check out this! Here's half a pig, whack!" And then they just like <laughs> chop through it. It's like, "Hey, that that's cool, right? That would happen to you." Yeah. Now, who would win, a knight or Al Capone? Let's find out. Let's run the simulation. A Tommy gun versus a bastard sword. And they do that thing where it's like a 3D model spinning around with weapons. <laughs> yeah. Al Capone T-posing. 
No, they do that, like, it's eight different shots just flashing by of, like, Al Capone, and it's a black background, and somebody's got, like, a fog machine running. <laughs> yeah. Man, I missed Deadliest Warrior. I want to go back and watch me some too. of those. Now, that, if you told me if that was 200 episodes, I would invest the time in. Yeah. Like, they just ran out of different historical figures and stuff, so they would just have to, like come up with new permutations like well we saw how a pirate and a knight turned out but what about a pirate versus a viking david duchovny from the x-files versus david duchovny from the red shoe diaries who would win well x-files um did you see uh... <laughs> i'm sorry i'm imagining them with like Again, one of those, like, dummy molds, but it's made specifically to look like David Duchovny, and someone just rams a fucking bastard sword, like, right through his skull and cleaves it in half. Then we get the reenactment of Mulder versus whatever his name was from Red Shoe Diaries. (laughs) What was that? Like, wasn't it just, like, him, like, sitting in a room, like, reading these stories or something? Yeah, it's just someone sent David Duchovny a whole bunch of smut. Thanks, Zalman King. (laughs) No one can tell you how Zalman King works. No one can stop Mr. Domino. Wait, no one can stop Zalman King. I was going to make a joke and I forgot and just said the name of the game. (laughs) (laughs) Your poor sick brain. Uh, I mean, it's not too different from normal, I guess. Uh. <laughs> I I need to <laughs> keep my finger on the mute button. Just blood dribbling out of your mouth every time you cough. Mm. Oh, it's not nearly uh. as bad as it was a couple days ago. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of coughing up blood, Bucciarati. Yeah, yeah. He's... Also, does not feel good. Uh, yep. So he got punched through the stomach. Uh, and despite this, uh, like a true JoJo's character, he's still just trucking on. By the way, uh, not to immediately go off onto another tangent, but I was flipping through my Jojonium books, and I thought it was really quaint and kind of cute how Jonathan Joestar died from getting shot in the neck twice. When all these other fuckers are just getting punched through the damn chest, and uh-huh. they're fine. Yep, and speaking of that, since you brought up Jejonium, important to note that there's been announcements since past week, which was in uh, this month's previews. Uh, part 4, getting its first hardcover volume. First English translation, yeah. finally. Uh- it it turns out also I think that was actually announced like a few years ago, but they've not actually like shown anything of it until just now. Okay, well, still, yeah. that's fine. That's yeah. I looked I looked because it up also, afterwards, who and it knows? was just like a yeah. I looked it up afterwards, and there was something like they tweeted out in like 2017 or something like that. Hey, we're doing an English version of Part Four, and then there was like nothing. After oh, okay. That. Well, see, that Basically. also could have very easily been abandoned because. Yes. Look, I, I'm buying stuff from DC, and then they cancel it one month later, and then they resolicit <laughs> it again. I just had to reorder a Absolute Swamp thing because they canceled <sighs> that and then brought it back. <sighs> DC needs to get their trade game together, man. Well, guess like... what? 
They had an announcement recently at a retailer conference that their solution to this is they're not going to make much trades anymore. <laughs> they were just Fuck like, no, nope. DC. They're like, we're scaling back our uh, collection department. That's the way we're going to fix everything being broken all the time, I guess. Yeah, great. Instead of actually addressing the problem and doing better, I guess <laughs> just quit. Yeah, sure. Throw you in know, the towel. The DC way. Yeah, how's their shared uh, movie universe working out? Oh, I mean, it's fantastic. You know, that that Batman movie is apparently still happening, even though nobody really knows who's going to be Batman in it. Yep. Boy, do you see. Yeah, how about that Flash movie that's supposedly coming out? Oh, God. At least Shazam looks uh, good. I, yes, actually. That will be the first one of those movies that I actually go out and see because it looks like it actually wants to have fun with its premise and its characters. Uh-huh. Instead of the other ones that wanted to model themselves after whatever dire shit Zack Snyder farted into the universe. Yeah. Remember Sucker Punch? That I was wish really... I, didn't. I got in an argument with somebody recently because I was saying... My most anticipated upcoming game is whatever that samurai game is from Sucker Punch that I can never remember the name of. Ghost, uh, Ghost of, Ghost of Tsushima. Yes. Tsushima. Yes. See, whenever yeah. I think about, it, I think like a the spirit of sashimi. Uh, sure. Setsuna, I think, is what you you said. Yeah. Ghost of Setsuna to yeah, be the other day. specter of Setsuna. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but. And then uh, they replied with, uh, there shouldn't be a samurai game from Sucker Punch because there's already another samurai thing named Sunker- Sucker Punch and Zack Snyder got there first, and I really wanted to strangle that person. No. No. <laughs> like, badly. No. Thanks, there, Evan. There should, be, there should be another thing so we could all move on from the previous thing and forget that it even existed. That's right, it had that really bad cover of a Brian Ferry song in it. Yep, that was the worst thing about that movie. I've never seen it. All I know is whenever I would bring up Love is the Drug, people are like, oh, from Sucker Punch? I'm like, what? No. No. I watched watched maybe half of that movie and I had to turn it off. (sighs) Yeah. What you should understand about me, you understand this, but everyone at home does not. It takes a lot for me to disconnect from a bad movie. I will usually finish pretty much anything that you put in front of me. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, we both watched all of Meet the Spartans in the damn movie theater. Well, that, that was should, your fault. That should tell you everything you need to know about us. But mostly <laughs> me. Well, in that case, it was more, I paid my money. And I'm going to see all the movie. Everybody loves references to the Ben Fold side project, uh, Fear of Pop. That's right. Boy, I'd really like to get back to Bootyrati. Bootyrati. This is the worst episode of this podcast we have ever done. Uh, Bootyrati, he's getting murdered. Yeah. By a ghost with quilt skin and a face that looks like a Kids in the Hall character. Yes. What was the name of that so people can look it up? Robert? No, it's something Guide to the Stars. Yeah, he he was supposed to be like a celebrity gossip guy or something. 
apparently the purple-clad, gender-vending rock star Prince is not really a prince at all. Just a guy from Minnesota. What a liar. Anyway, the character's name is Weston, I think. I don't know. I actually yes, had a really hard right. time fighting this skit to begin with. Uh, because okay. the of, of the two skits that this character is in, both of them are basically about outing gay celebrities. And I don't know if you know this, but if you type in Kids in the Hall gay skit, that brings up all of them. Yeah. This one in particular mentioned the Rob Lowe tape, which I thought was uh, interesting. Hey, look, it was relevant at the time. <laughs> you want to talk about of its time and of its place? Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, uh, King Crimson is working over Bucciarati. He has punched his uh, guts out. Uh, we get Bucciarati <laughs> trying to attack him again, and this is where King we get Crimson a little explanation. Says, of... King Crimson says, you look like you have big guts. I want to punch your guts out. Rip and tear. <laughs> Wait, no, was is like, you're big, I bet you have big guts. <laughs> Isn't that it? Something like that, yeah. Oh, boy. So, we get this little, like, pocket dimension interlude thing where Diabolo's talking about, like, oh, okay, everything that you do, you're just going to do it, but I'm going to be aware of it, and then I'm just going to, like, cut all that time out. So then when everything pops back in... Only I'm aware of what happened, and you've forgotten everything, and I'm fine. Check this out. And then he does a kung fu chop and slices Bucciarati in half. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so Bucciarati, despite this, basically just takes both sides of his body and pushes them together and just keeps going. Mm-hmm. You'd think he would zip himself up. Yeah. But he doesn't. No, he's just bleeding all over the place, and he's just like, oh, no, I gotta get to Trish, I gotta get out of here, this is bad, this is real bad. Yeah. Um, oh, boy. So he gets Butcherati, Trish. Who, by the way, by the end of this episode, might be a zombie? Yes, I <laughs> think I know exactly what's going on. Unlike King Crimson stuff, this the stuff with Butcherati made total sense to me. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so well, look, Giorno, it's uh, very similar, actually, to um, Santa Clarita Diet, a yeah, fantastic TV show. You're going to have to start feeding Bucciarati people now. Mm-hmm. Keep them chained up in the basement. No, look, all I'm saying is we just chop off one of Narashia's limbs. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. You'll be fine with so, the other one. So Giorno is uh, running to Bucciarati's aid, and what he does here is the uh, the brooch that he had that was being used as a tracking device, he turns that into Coco Jumbo. No, he turns it into he, a different he, turtle. Yeah, so he does and he doesn't. He, he took... This is what I don't quite get is how he just uh, took yeah. Coco Jumbo's cells and then put it into the brooch. And then basically what he's doing is that makes it so he can basically make a duplicate of Coco Jumbo. Yeah, but so it when... sucks Diavolo in despite not having the key in it. Yes. Which, my impression there is the key maybe... 
That's what got me confused is, okay, so what if the key is just specifically that room, but Coco Jumbo's power works independently from that? It just sucks you into, like, some sort of other, like, weird pocket realm where everything is maybe a lot more, uh... Seeing I don't Coco... know, maybe it's like a black black void or something like that, but, like, the room exists in the key, and so his power can work with the key to intentionally, like, bring people into this one specific safe place. Right, so, like, normally if you enter Coco Jumbo, you go into, like, the negative zone. Or the, yeah. the phantom zone or something. But if you have the key in there, you just go to a nice little room. Okay, yeah, and sure. then and then without the key, you wouldn't be able to escape from Coco Jumbo unless Coco Jumbo released you. Whereas the key is a gate that will go back and forth no matter what, because that is the property of that key. The key. It's the key. That's releasing the key. is the key to all of this yeah <clears throat> i need a key to open i need a rusty key what the fuck is going on in devil may cry <laughs> thought i just run around and shoot dudes what the fuck i got i need to put the shield crest into the Ooh. see i told you like that first game you can tell it started as a resident yeah. evil like by yep. in three, it's just like nah, you just run from here to there and shoot the Cerberus a bunch. Yeah, it's it was immediately apparent. Like as soon as I came up to a door, and it was just like, hmm, if I had a rusty key, I could get inside here. And I was like, oh right, yeah, this started as like Resident Evil Four. Yep. Uh anyway, so Diavolo gets uh sucked into the into Coco Jumbo number two, uh. Which, by the way, is kind of funny because they never like get the 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 brooch back. So I'm guessing there's just two Coco Chompos now. I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Um. So he gets put in there, which gives Butcherati time to go collect Trish. But then it turns out, uh, as Butcherati is making his way up the steps, uh, still bleeding a lot, by the way. Uh, Diavolo shows up and was just like, hey, guess what? Psych, I erased time right before I got sucked into the turtle, so, you know, you're dead now. I also really like the animation, though, of him getting sucked into the turtle, because it looks like he yeah. was sucked into a, a trap from Ghostbusters. Yes. Don't look directly into the turtle. <laughs> yeah. I looked into the turtle, Ray. Uh, so, boy, it, Butrani you know, it's, has it's his... too bad that we uh, hate women. Yeah, no, I mean, like that's the only reason anybody they're... would dislike that newer ghost. They're so see. different. They're so different from us, and I mean, I got balls, so that scares me. Mm, yeah. Also, Ghostbusters was a movie about four men who started a business together. That's right. It's about the <laughs> entrepreneur spirit. That H-Bomber guy video where he just does this... Oh, God. There was this one, I, I can't remember the guy's name, but basically this uh, film critic who is very just on-the-nose misogynist uh, and racist... And his whole Dang thing was Rolf. just like, his whole thing was just like, well, we've been 
biologically, like, women would open up an Etsy shop and be creative in their career, whereas men would hit in over their heads with a ghost-busting business and just, like, the... Like, sure, men are biologically predisposed to hunt ghosts. Well, I mean, look at those Ghost Hunters TV shows. They're real sausage fests. Oh, shit. Look, I'm just saying, maybe he had a point. Oh, no. Don't open the Dybbuk box. (laughs) Oh, man, I forgot about the Dybbuk box. It's got another sequel to Ghostbusters in there. Uh... Anyway. Yes, I like Ghostbusters, so clearly I'm a I'm a coded misogynist. I'm sorry, everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not all just that <laughs> a new Ghostbusters movie was a really bad idea and shouldn't have been done regardless. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the fact that they just fundamentally misunderstood the dry wit of the original Ghostbusters and everything else about it that made it work and just made a bad fucking movie. It has nothing to do with the fact that the original movie had four of the funniest people in the planet in it, and the remake had two pretty funny people in it. Yeah. Anyway, you know, Ivan Reitman, fuck that guy, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, thanks Ivan Reitman. (laughs) What has he ever done? Uh, thank you for smoking. Up in the air. Thank you uh, for not making another Ghostbusters, Ivan Reitman. How about that? Well, he's gonna. Now the sequels are up in the Wait, air. Wait, no, I, Ivan Reitman was, yes, Ghostbusters. I was thinking Jason Reitman, who's doing the new one. The oh, yeah. No, that, that the dude who clearly said something misogynistic about how this one's for the fans, because, you know, all fans of Ghostbusters are just terrible assholes. Yeah, I, I'm a member of an MRA forum. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, some uh, red red pill, M G T O W. I have a Ghostbusters a patch uh, sewn onto my book bag, uh, just so other Ghostbusters fans know what I'm about. Yeah, yeah. I say, who are you going to call on forums? It's actually code for my other misogynistic uh, internet bedfellows. Hashtag not my Ghostbusters. Anyway, I bet that new movie will also suck, so whatever. Probably. Yeah. It's got that kid from Strangers, Stranger Things in it, so... Ah, great. The one with all his teeth knocked out? No. The other okay, one. good. Never mind. That dude's scarier than Slimer. Yeah. They, um... imagine, if that, imagine if that kid just flew at you as a specter. No thanks. Uh, All gums, uh, no teeth. Please stop. Uh, apparently, Carrie Coon is also going to be in. I like Carrie Coon, but also can't. No, it, it's her name. It's okay. He can't say that anymore, no. dude. Look, it's fine. It's fine. It's her name. You gotta, you gotta cut that out. No, I'm not. I refuse. Make more for yourself to edit. Look, we're already gonna have a lot of really good comments based on the previous part of this. Everyone paused as soon as we brought up Ghostbusters and started writing. 
Good. Anything to get more listener engagement, I guess. Something. Uh, no, I'm fine. Just speaking of ghosts. more clips from the stupids. Yes, it should. Speaking of ghosts, Bucciarotti's almost one. At this mm-hmm. point, he's been bleeding out this entire time while we've been talking about Ghostbusters and, I don't know, David Duchovny getting stabbed in the head with a claymore. This episode's so fucking off the rails, man. It's good. That's how you know it's a good one. No. Yes. Uh, so Bucciarotti's got this whole weird plan where, like, he zips everything up and then, like... Diavolo, I guess he's thinking he's falling for the ruse, which is that Zipper Man's fist is going to come out from nowhere and punch him. And so since it's in his blind spot, he can't really use his time erase thing to anticipate it. That wasn't what this was about. It's actually that zipping up the zipper will pull Bucciarati across the room and then up out of the ceiling where Diavolo can't get to him. Mm Mm-hmm. So he does that. Giorno comes running in, uh, sees Bucciarati, and starts freaking out. And is just like, oh no, oh no, I can fix this, I can fix this. And starts healing his wounds, doing whatever weird thing his stand does that is healing people, but not actually healing people. Creating new parts for them, basically. He's making a Franken-Bucciarati. Sure. Which, it turns out, maybe literally is literally, actually what's happening. yeah. Uh, Bucciarati's, like, dying words are like, no, go get the others, you gotta get off the island, like, take Trish and go. And it's, it's to the point that his spirit then has to come down from heaven and go, like, jackass, I told you to take Trish and go. Yeah, and, uh, at that point he also notices his stand is disappearing, like, the zipper in the floor and including the zipper that was on Trish's arm disappears. But then Bucciarati just sits up and is like, hey... Take Trish and go. Yeah, no, seriously, you need to take Trish and go. Uh, I also, like, a, a part of my mind kind of started considering, like, okay, does the zipper at some point become permanent for people? Because what if Bucciarati died and then just everyone in the boat just starts having limbs falling off? Because he's zipped up pretty much every one of them at this point. Yeah, I bet they basically act like sutures and... If they disappeared, then anything that wouldn't have healed normally would come off. Okay. All right. Uh, but yeah, Bucciarati sits up uh, seemingly okay now. He He's still kind of weak. Um, but they still need to get going. Uh, the rest of the gang is coming in. Uh, but Bucciarati knows that Diavolo is not that far behind. And sure enough, Diavolo, he's like ready to strike at Giorno and Bucciarati until he sees everybody else show up. And he's kind of like, oh, this is bad. Like, I could easily take these two guys, but if I had a whole team of people here, somebody would see who I am, they would figure out my identity, and there's a good chance that at least one of them would get away. Mm-hmm. So he he pulls back. Uh, everyone gets out by the boat. Uh, Bucciarati's feeling very faint. He falls over, uh, cuts his hand on something, uh, near the steps but doesn't bleed and so this is where I figured out what was going on is I'm pretty sure Bucciarati actually died yeah. so since Bucciarati would then be an, an unliving thing Giorno could use his ability on him and turn him into a living huh yeah okay so Giorno can basically a lot like his papa turn people into zombies 
by just mm-hmm. reanimating them once they have actually ceased being a living thing. Yeah. At first, I actually wondered if uh, Butrati had been, like, replaced by somebody or something. Like, this was going to be the next stand they fight or something. But then later he goes out and he has this whole speech, and it's obviously Butrati, like, talking yeah. to them. Yeah, I, I think it is just that Jorno has like his like his power has done up to this point has turned an inanimate thing into an animate thing. Yeah. Uh, so that's also kind of neat that you know if Jorno wanted to really be a sad boy, he could bring everyone back to life. Yeah. But apparently he would not have the stand power it's, anymore. His horrible meat marionettes. This is nice, he says. I have friends. Everyone's still alive. And then just that close-up of the Kakuin doll going like, <laughs> uh, uh, so like honestly, there there is something very horrible about that, like really horrific, that he could just bring the dead back to life even if the dead don't want to be. Or, like, at that point, is it even really Bucciarati? Does that... Is it just, like, a husk that's going through the motions that Bucciarati would go through because Giorno has turned a non-living thing into his perception of Bucciarati? Or does it actually have his soul in there? I feel like it does. I I kind of feel the opposite. I feel this is actually a soulless Bucciarati. The real Bucciarati has passed on, and this is just, like... This is entirely Giorno's creation. There is nothing inside this thing. Hmm. I don't know. We'll find out. Maybe. Weird homunculus Bucciarati. Hmm. Yeah, Bucciarati uh, the homunculus. My favorite BPRD character. Yeah, this is... I'm into this. I want to see where they go with it. Uh, which means that Araki will forget that he did this thing and, like, two episodes from now, Bucciarati is going to, like explode a bunch of Kool-Aid again. Uh-huh. Man. Well, anyway, Boutry is like, okay, uh... Like, I kind of hope, like, every... uh, speaking of this, like, if he is, uh, like, an actual zombie, if he is basically, it's gonna be like, um, remember a movie, uh, My Boyfriend's Back, where a guy comes back as a zombie, like, he just, like, progressively rots as it goes on. Yeah. Like by the end, Bucciarati's on adventure with him. It's just like his arm falls off. He's like, whoops. I mean, that hole in his hand, I know it will never get brought up again like that directly because this is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, so why would it? But like, I would assume it wouldn't actually be able to heal. If Probably not. We're going with my theory of he's just reanimated a non-living thing. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like... He's definitely a zombie now, but I do still think it has the spirit of Bucciarati in it. Bucciarati is definitely a zombie now. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so zombie Bucciarati is just like, hey, everyone in the boat. Ah, got you. If you do that, you're a traitor, actually. It's, yeah, fossil. And chop you up, put you in frames, probably. He really seems to like doing that. Yeah. Or it'll just karate chop y'all. Which it's a good gimmick. 
be the more merciful option. Uh, but, all right, so he has this moment where he's like, I'm not going to order you to get in the boat, but if you get in the boat, understand that you're a traitor, or you can stay here, this is your choice. Uh, so Fugo, because remember everyone, Fugo's got big brains, is like, ah, that's a bad idea, getting on that boat, like, why would any of us do that? That's fucking dumb, I'm out. So and so Bashio stands boat. up, and yeah, Bashio's like, ah, I'm getting on the boat then. Uh, boat drinks. My hair has a star on it. I'm a fucking dumbass. <laughs> I've done very little this whole time, so I need to have another starring opportunity. Guido's just like, oh, I love boats. Also money. And like, I Bucciarotti's got this all figured out, so we'll definitely kill the boss and we'll all get rich. Yeah, well, Guido's whole thing is like, I'm so good that I'm obviously going to be a capo if we kill the boss, so let's get to it. Guido just stands up and is it's like, I've been shot in the head one too many times, so I'm just getting in the boat. Just drive me wherever. I don't know where we're you, going. You gave me an option, and three seconds afterwards, I forgot everything that you said. I'm just getting in the boat. My brains don't work so good anymore. It's just like scrambled eggs in there. Yeah. Still, like, just a bunch of bullets from, like, other times I got in fights that sex pistols didn't kick out of my skull. Mm-hmm. And Narancia doesn't uh, know what to do. Yeah, is having a nervous breakdown. Uh, to the point that when everybody else leaves, Narancia is just like, oh, Trish was abandoned by, like, the people she should have been able to trust the most. That happened to me. Oh my god, I'm Trish. And then just like starts power swimming after the boat. I am Trish. Trish is me. I am Trish. Yeah. Trish is me. Boucherati is like, don't stop the boat. We don't need this in our <laughs> lives right now. Just keep going. Let's just, hey, speed up a little bit. Yeah. Let him work for it. <laughs> He'll wear himself out. He'll drown. It's Fine. Yeah. It's best for everybody. Um uh but yeah, so Fugo's back on the island. Um the only one who has actually not decided to go uh you know everyone else is traitors. Fugo he's got big brains, so he's gonna stay on the island. Here's my prediction. I bet Diavolo's gonna show up and just kill him anyway. I think that Fugo's just going like you, I bet we won't see Fugo for a while, and then there will be a part where the team is in danger, and then he shows up to save them. Mm, That's my guess. Possibly. I don't know. I, I think that it would be... I think it would kind of, like, just show the audience, like, what the villain is really all about if he just showed up and was just like, hey, I know you decided not to become a traitor, but you were part of their group anyway, so... Bye. I mean, I think what you're saying makes sense, and that is probably what would actually happen, but this series is known to throw that out the window for dramatic tension, so... Yeah, that's also the thing, is death has no permanence, especially in the season, so even if the boss showed up and just killed Fugo, I don't think I would necessarily believe that that is the last that we're seeing of Fugo. Yeah. He could still show... He could still have that moment... Both of our our theories could actually pan out. True. 
They just find the fucking Dragon Balls at some point. They wish Fugo back. I don't know. Yeah. So after that, um, we get a little bit of uh, what what was the guy's name? The boss calls him up and is like, "Hey, we got some traitors." Oh. Uh, yeah, I forgot. But yeah, so we have another group that the boss is uh, rung up and is just like, "Hey, we need to make sure these guys don't leave Venice. I need you to kill." Them. Reminder though, Risotto's still out there. Yeah. Who knows what he's I up wonder, to? I wonder if Risotto is going to team up with Team Bucciarati or if there's st- if this is going to be like a uh like a three-way thing going on. Yeah, I don't know. Uh cuz he wants to kill the boss, so it maybe it'll be like a a dangerous alliance. And and see if if it's a thing where there's oh God, because then we we do have that other group now that's going after them. Because I would almost think that if it's going to be like a three way fight between them, if Risotto ends up like recruiting some more dudes. Mm-hmm. It it also should be noted that when Diavolo gives his orders, he only mentions Bucciarati and Giorno. He doesn't yes. mention the others, so he might not even know about them really. Or and whether I they are we have with a scenario them. where Fugo is a villain. Oh. Hmm. Like, hey, you know, you were part of this traitorous team. Now you need to prove yourself. Yeah. Like, I or feel like that—that's another thing where he might temporarily be hunting them, and then, like, at the last minute, has a change of heart. Well, you know, it's cool that we won't find out what's going to happen for like another two weeks because the next episode stinger at the end is just another special program notification, so I guess they're a week behind again. Yep, I guess that means it's another recap. It's called, like, De- Determination, which I'm guessing is a recap. I don't know. So, because of that, that means next week we will be watching the first OVA of uh, Rohan, of the, the Part 4 Rohan OVAs. I don't know what they're called. Um, I can look. Uh, I think it's... I think it's thus Rohan Kishibe spoke. Yeah, I was trying it's to see the what the Japanese title is, though. Oh, well, I'm not uh, even going to try to pronounce Kish- any of that, so... It is. It's uh, Kishibe Rohan Wa Ugo Kanai. Sure. All right. Okay. Uh, and look, for anybody listening, I can tell you, um, because this is not on Crunchyroll or anything... Uh, I can tell you that it is on a website that uh, is called otakustream.tv. That's where I'm going to be watching it, because that's the first thing that came up when I googled it. Uh, you could probably find please, it other places. Please make sure you have installed NoScript. Yes, uh, Adblock and all that. Yeah, well, not Adblock. Yes, Adblock. Adblock Plus, no. sorry. No, oh, wait, no, 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 no. Uh, you, you block no. Origin, yes. Yes, thank well, you. I, I meant Adblock like in general. It's a lot no, easier. If you, use ad, if you use Adblock Plus, you'll definitely get viruses now. Yeah, well, I, you know, Adblock as a general concept, not the specific Adblock. Sure. Yeah, that got <laughs> horribly ruined. Mm. Rest in peace, Adblock. Yeah. I wish I could use stand powers to turn you into a zombie. So for now, we're going to the next segment. Oh, Roulette. boy. Every time I-
I watched this yesterday morning, uh, very late in my morning because I thought that we would record that day and then it didn't quite work out. Uh, I was tired. I had a bit to drink. Uh, today I've had some stuff going on. Had some more to drink. Toriko is a damn blur. And Oof. I think if I had actually like consumed this on a more sober head, it still wouldn't... It's This thing is anime roulette incarnate yeah i understood nothing good that's how it should they be they eat th things but also they fight yes and there's a part where it it says that on crunchyroll on the sidebar that the one piece cross dragon ball z cross toriko special isn't up yet and that's a concept for me to wrap my brain around. Like, it's not that crazy, though. Luffy and Goku both love to eat. That's true. And they also love to fight. Yep. Like, it's <sighs> the most... That crossover makes the most sense of anything. This episode opens on Jonathan Joestar and a dude with a pompadour... But then also like a little like little boy man who's dressed like a just a normal chef. And they're in like a coliseum and they're fighting a clown. Yes, like a, a jester puppet. Wood puppet. Yes. Who looks like not what I would picture as like a final villain to a 144 plus episode action fighting shonen series but i'm assuming is because we're on like the tail end of this thing and they seem to have like god powers like they specifically bring up that they have like a cooking knife that's like the god cooking knife or something like that yes she uses like satan slash or something um <laughs> that's right oh man so i have read a few chapters of this manga uh, it was enough it help at all. No, I mean this was years ago. It was specifically that part where you see a uh, travel frog Mappy, who is a little frog man with a mustache, uh, who drives a car called the Croaks Wagon, and um, basically it was just like Toriko and this little guy that were on an adventure and they were gathering ingredients and stuff. But every once in a while they would look over and they would just see the frog there. And like it, it didn't say anything, and it would just show them looking at this frog who would just be like surfing next to them or something. And I thought this series seems great. And I never That's... really got into it farther than that, but it was one of the first things that came to mind when I was putting together roulette. So that's the thing, is, like, the intro theme to this show is, like, really happy-go-lucky, and, like, everyone is, is having a great time cooking and eating together, and they're all running through a meadow, 
And it seems like this is a fun, goofy comedy series about like there's there's some fighting elements involved, but it's supposed to be like comedy fighting and ah, they're gathering ingredients. I don't know. They fight a carrot. Yeah, I, I'd say that probably and isn't they... what most of it is. But, you know, we're here at the end. So. But yes, we're, we're at the end. So when it starts, everyone's just fucking dead. Yep. A clown killed them all. Zebra has been mummified in some sort of magic vines. <laughs> yeah. Zebra, by the, the way, looks to... like anime Two-Face. Hey, you know, the only way to beat a clown is with another clown, which is why we need to get the clown from the bread anime in Toriko. Oh. That would be good. That's right. Two animes about cooking that both have clowns in them back-to-back. Good point. To be fair, I don't actually know if this if this dude, the lady, is a clown. It just looks like one. Also, I thought that they called, they referred to them uh, with a female pronoun at one point, but yeah. the voice sounds very masculine to me, so I got a little... It does. Well, she also looks like um, the one who appears in the flashback. So yeah. I, I think it might be somebody else pretending to be her. Yes, so there's a bit later where she talks about how she inherited the powers of God, so I wonder if, like, this is a malevolent god that has now, like, animated her husk, like, that's her host, or it's, it's right. host now. Right, because, uh, um, well, the, the whole thing is the ultimate ingredient is known as God, in it, all caps. Yes. So when that first popped up and it's just like, we're trying to fucking eat god man and i was like oh shit i didn't know i fucking signed up for digital devil saga yep i was just about Sweet. to say like it's like uh cooking mama x shin megami tensei <laughs> oh man uh, yeah so like I, it's a weird thing where i i think it's supposed to be her body and then it's like God is inside of her and then i don't know if god's a, a dude or if it's some generalist i i don't know what's going on but it was weird to me because it it seemed like it was a it was a guy for most of that just based on the tone of their voice and also like the way that they drew him is kind of ambiguous anyway. But then there was like a single time where they referred to it as being her. So I don't yeah. know. I, my my brains got all scrambled because by the end of the episode, that's where I was kind of hung up on. It was okay. Was it actually this woman that we get the whole background for, or is it not? Because it sort of looks like her. But also, it kind of doesn't. Yeah. It got I mean, this whole thing is very confusing. Also, I will say that even in the manga, a lot of the character designs are very off-putting. Like they look like they were drawn by someone who maybe didn't know what they were doing. Um, which, <laughs> in a way, it kind of reminds me of like old like Go Nagai comics and stuff, where it was like, ah, people were kind of trying to figure out how this yeah. whole thing worked. Has a uh, human body look. I don't know. I I mean, it's probably very lumpy and. Yeah. Um, hey, look, that stuff is uh, still happening today. Uh, sometimes in major motion pictures. What are you talking about? Sonic, so, Sonic oh, the oh, Hedgehog. Yes. the Hedgehog. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the Hedgehog. <laughs> Looks like he could be in this anime. Yeah, pretty much. Um. They'd well, eat him was... and then they'd be like, he does not taste very good. But what I was saying was, even in the manga where it's, it's 
much more detailed, it can be very off-putting. And here in the anime, where they have more of a like a yeah. lower budget and stuff, sometimes these characters kind of just look like blobs, and I'm into it. Yes, yeah. There's it's that it's a thing that happened even in uh, JoJo's with the broadcast episodes, where like you can definitely tell that they go way off model with like the faces sometimes if they're just like pulled away from the camera and aren't the focal point. They just phoned it in so they can get it done. There's like a lot of that in this. Sure. But even just I like think the I... general shapes of their bodies. Like sometimes Torgo yes. just like looks like a barrel with arms. Yeah. He's just a mass of sentient tumors. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the clown lady slash god, maybe? is uh working Toriko and his uh and his friend over there was another bit that kind of fucked me up if i could skip ahead again cuz there's a part with the flashback where a guy shows up uh with some like a tiny lady with pink hair and he's like hey everyone meet my new partner and it's the way the moment is kind of uh treated is like it's a romantic thing like, yeah. everyone's happy for him, but he's also, like, kind of embarrassed. Like, I'm introducing my girlfriend to my family for the first time. Yeah. And then there's a bit where Toriko refers to the man-boy as his partner, and my brain got confused, and I was like, oh, this is very progressive of this anime <laughs> that these two main characters are romantically involved. <laughs> I don't and think I that's pull a... back, and I'm like, wait a minute, I don't think that's what they're going for, actually. Uh, I don't think so, but I bet... I bet you could probably read that into this because from what I remember it's maybe implied a bit. I bet if I googled it I'd get to where I want to go. Oh, probably. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. Cuz like that actually made me doubt more like the scene later on like was he actually introducing his girlfriend or was he embarrassed about introducing his <laughs> cooking partner? Now I don't fucking know. Yeah. Oh, okay. You can't just don't the same word both times in two totally different contexts. My wires get fucking scrambled. I I am watching this now. He does say like, "Oh, she has the knife of Froza, the god chef, and Froza is the lady in the flashback." So it's basically saying that she oh. has her knife. So it's probably like at least her probably body. her body. Yeah. <clears throat> That's d- incredibly dark. Mhm. Oh boy. So anyway, we go to anyway, the moon. Th- or whatever yeah. this is. <laughs> and a character with a sick mustache has summoned up chopsticks made out of energy. This guy looks like Super Saiyan Hercule. Yes. Uh, Super Saiyan Hercule tries to use his chopsticks on this dude who has hair and a beard that does not look like they have any business belonging on the same human being at the same time. No. His beard looks like his Jets, actually, from Cowboy Bebop. Yes, it is a, by anime standards, a normal human being's beard. And then his hair is the fucking craziest shit. It is spiky, and it's like a dark purple, blackish kind of color, and it accounts for like 90% of his body mass. Yeah, it looks like um the ultimate despair's hair from Danganronpa, which I know you haven't played, but anybody who has will yeah, know what I... I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, it, it's like Medusa-like. It's just sort of huge and waving around everywhere. Also, different yeah. color than his beard. 
Yes, his beard is a light brown, and his hair, again, like dark purple kind of black. And, like, to your point earlier, that the person who made this maybe didn't know what they were doing when they designed characters. Those two things don't go together. That doesn't work. No. Like, that looks bad. You you look at that and you think, boy, carbon match the drapes? Ayo. Oh. Wow. Oh <laughs> uh, Good one, right? Talking about that pubic hair, huh? Uh-huh. Uh, well, look, if you Google it, I'm sure you can get to where you need oh. to go. I'll, I'll get right on that. Anyway, these two guys actually know each other, uh, and he realizes, the Super Saiyan Hercule realizes this, because dude fucking ate his chopstick beam energy thing. Just yes. ate it. Yes. So just ate it. So he 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 shoots a giant tongue out and it wraps no, around Yeah. Wraps around these chopsticks and then kind of just makes them disappear. Also, apparently with those chopsticks he was holding like an inflated jaguar or something in the sky and he like shoots the tongue at it and the jaguar screams and then explodes. And it was at that point when watching this, I paused this and came over to the computer and talked to you and was like, I don't know what is going on here, but we picked a winner this week. Oh, man. Unfortunately, yeah, after um, this, it slows down a bit, but. Because, like, that happens and then, like, Super Saiyan Hercule is just like, oh, I'd recognize that move anywhere. And, like, that's the part for me that, like, despite everything else that just happened right before this being absolutely insane, like, that's the bit that made me have to, like, take a step back and just... <laughs> like, that he has been there before. This is not weird to him. In fact, he knows exactly who this person is because this shit has happened before. I also really like the bit right after this where he shoots the giant tongue out and it like goes directly it, he like smashes it down on Super Saiyan Hercule and it goes through this moon island or whatever and it gave me flashbacks to Asura's Wrath from that boss <laughs> fight where the character makes the giant sword and stabs it through the moon anyway there was a food war at one point in time yeah it was in the past though it's okay they're in the yeah. age of gourmet now yeah, well, you know it's the past because everything's in sepia tone. Mm-hmm. For a uh, little while. So we, yeah. So the the flashback is from the perspective of the dude with the the crazy Danganronpa hair, uh, and he got mugged, and some some ruffians stole his food and left him for dead, and so uh, Froska or whatever her name is, uh, she comes upon him and brings him back to her shack. Uh, feeds him a single spoonful of soup that miraculously heals all of his wounds and then decides to adopt this boy. Except for uh, the ones on, around his eyes, because those are his yeah. identifying mark. Yes. Uh, as if his hair and his fucking dumbass beard later on in life wouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, so the rest of the gang ends up coming home, and because this is anime... Uh, this boy immediately attacks them like a feral dog, basically. Uh-huh. Uh, and then she's like, oh, ha, ha, this is the newest member of our family. And the boy's like, do I have any say in this? Like, I just, you just stole me from the streets, lady. 
I, I got a family. You know, it's just like a, a young Dick Grayson. Except, <laughs> I guess, with with a family. And they're all eating dinner, and they're just like, so we need to name our new boy, and he's just sitting here again. It's like, I have a name. I've Why are you name. doing this to me? Why do you want to take my identity away? What's, who are you people? Anyway, it's okay because it becomes a part of the family and then we get like a montage of sitcom type yeah. moments of everybody yes. like, yeah, we're bringing and back foods. And there's a shot of one guy, I guess a brother or something, who sits like he has his arms crossed. He's watching approvingly, but it's just one frame. And even his like scarf that should be blowing in the wind is just suspended <laughs> in the air. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the bit where we get the whole here's my partner thing. Yep. And uh, like to back up for a moment, this is deeply disturbing to me that they just took a boy off the streets, said, okay, you're part of our family now, and we're going to give you a new name. I didn't ask you what your name is because I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I'm naming you now. Yeah. And he's into it. Like, whatever. He's like, okay, fine. My name is Fourth wolf child now or whatever the fuck your name is buttercup congratulations but i have a name my name's john i'll carry it with me like my daddy did are you singing that i'd call the police I just went to go get food for my mom she's sick what's wrong with you people look it's all fine Anyway, we gotta go get God. No, it's not. What? We're gonna gonna go get God. We have to cook up God. Is this a cult? You have to tell me if this is a cult. No, it's not. Now hold these things. We're gonna check your thetan levels. Oh, I don't want to, but I got a feeling I have to. You do have to, because if you don't, you'll never be seen again. I sure wish he didn't say that. Anyway, they gotta go get God. It's an eclipse yeah. or something. Yes. Uh, yeah, the eclipse yeah. happens and uh, Fresca... showing up. <laughs> yes. She sacrifices everybody and, uh, I don't know, she rapes the girl with the pink hair is how that happens, right? Yeah, there's that guy with the big brain, kind of looks like a Mars Attacks alien as the brand. She <laughs> goes, ack, 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 and then shoots the brand at everybody. <laughs> Yeah. He just flies onto the dog with Jack Nicholson's head. <laughs> no, no, the dog had um uh Pierce Brosnan's head. Oh, no, right, it was, um, right, right. Uh it was Sarah Jessica oh, was Parker. A... Oh. Man. Because uh Pierce Brosnan was just like a floating head. I watched it a couple weeks ago. It's a good movie. Yeah, it is. From what I remember. Uh anyway, yeah, so like for real we we understand that something bad happens to this woman. I'm, I'm already making the connections with the whole, like, puppet clown lady from earlier, and then they bring up an eclipse in an anime, so, like, absolutely my mind very specifically went to berserk in that moment of just, like, no, eclipses in anime are bad. Yeah. And like sure always. enough, uh, yes, sure, sure enough, things don't quite go according to her plan, uh, they go to find God, but she shows back up and she's like mortally wounded. 
so our character with the scars under his eyes, I need to know this person's name. I do not remember it. It's like um, Mich- Michio or something like that. I should note, um, there is a part here before they head out where just the house is surrounded by these giant monsters, which looks really cool. And they're like, no, we're we're not gonna go out. We're just gonna stay in <laughs> yeah. here for a while. That's never resolved gonna, or anything. Apparently, they just left at some leave, point. We're just gonna leave that hanging. Yeah, M- Midora, that's his name. Midora, okay. Just uh, like Midoriya yeah, so, from My Hero Academia. <laughs> so he's like, I'm gonna go get special healing water uh, that I have to like pass these trials for or something in order to get. Uh, so he gets the healing water, which also leaves him mortally wounded. By the way, Medora, not thinking this through, if you had a fountain of healing water and you got mortally injured, drink <laughs> some of the goddamn water, you stupid boy. Yep. This is on you. Yep. I mean, it's not like that if happened was, on his way back. Like, he had if to fight I was, the dragon. Uh, yeah, if I was Fresca and this dude brought back the healing water, I'd be like, yeah, gimme. I don't know why you didn't get any for yourself. <laughs> That's your problem. Also, she has the special cooking powers anyway, so she probably could have made something that would have helped him. Because, like, he was still up and about, at least. Yeah. Well, she tried... Yeah, she doesn't quite think that through either, because instead of just taking the water and then making something that would heal him, which has happened before, she uses the water in the meal she's cooking. By the way... She turns into, like, an ethereal being during this. Like, her hair goes all white and she's, like, emanating this godly glow. Yes, it says she's activating god cooking. <laughs> yeah. This fucking show. So, she makes the meal. She she gives it to uh, Midori, which heals him. But, unfortunately, doing this has drained all of her energy. And she succumbs to her wounds and she dies. Uh-huh. This all could have been avoided. Yes, I mean Multiple people along this chain did not use their brain No, like even in the thing she cooked, you know Let let him have half of it, you have the other half You'll be okay yeah. Sure and To be, like, especially because only one, like, spoonful of soup before healed him He didn't eat the whole meal Yeah A little taste, that would have been enough like, to be fair, like, maybe we're missing something because this is episode 144. Like, maybe there are established rules in this universe where, oh, this totally makes sense. But, like, just going in with what I have, kind of seems like everyone just got real dumb for yep. the sake of moving the plot forward. Uh, I'm going to say that is 100% the case. I am going to yeah. say that Toriko is not the most uh, intricately plotted yes. show. <laughs> Frog just drives up, gets out of his car, sits us down, and explains it to us. One thing quick to know... Here's why Toriko is the most deep anime ever made, says the frog. (laughs) Thanks, Mappy. Uh, One thing to note about the show that I really don't like is how it was obviously made at that time when they were using more digital effects, so like like during the production so uh, when it pans over something it's just like a smooth 60 frames per second pan which looks super yeah. weird it's like the the opposite of um 
crap like spider verse where it's like we've got this computer generated thing but we're gonna slow it down to 10 frames a second so it looks super bad because we want to kind of look like hand-drawn animation yeah instead of doing something stylistic with it we gotta get this episode out yeah and otherwise (laughs) episode 145 is going to be named determination no (laughs) one's gonna want that in fact, I should mention, the main thing also that I really hate about Spider-Verse is how different parts of it animate at different frame rates. Like, the character of the foreground will be really choppy, but that the background moves smoothly, and boy, I hate it. I have seen virtually nothing of Spider-Verse. Yeah, I've seen the Somehow. trailers. I don't want to watch it, because it will give me a I... horrible headache. I saw the first one and kind of just was not interested in it. I don't know. I I have no specific reason of just... It didn't interest me. What do you mean you saw the first one? The first trailer. Oh, okay. I thought you meant... Yeah. (laughs) I thought you were very confused and thought this was a series of movies. No, No, I I don't know. The first trailer didn't do anything for me. I've not sat down and watched any of the other trailers. I don't know. Maybe there's something in those that makes me want to hop on board that train, but... Yeah. I'm also kind of just like super burnt out of superhero movies in general, so I don't even Shut think up. like an anime. Shut up. That Shut up. Yeah. I'm not going to allow that talk. I don't want to see Captain Marvel. You can't make me see Captain Marvel. Yeah, we'll see about that. I already saw her punch the old lady in the face. That's all I need to see. Anyway, the flashback's oh. over. We're back to Super Saiyan Hercule and Medusa hair. Oh yeah, Medusa hair, by the way, his whole thing with being evil is that, like, he's just going to eat everything now? Sure. For reasons? I mean, it makes as much sense as anything else. He has a a hungry space special attack. Uh, So anyway, yeah, the other guy also... Like summons his chopstick attack again, but he turns it into one gigantic chopstick. Sure, that also gets eaten. I don't remember this, but I'll take your word for it. It it happens. There's like another chopstick attack that also gets eaten. I'm I'm pretty okay. sure. Oh yes, I see. He says two chopsticks as one and flings it at him and says, "Farewell, my little brother." <laughs> I'm not sure why I thought that would work. He already ate the two chopsticks. All he did was put the chopsticks together so it was one chopstick. He's already proven he could eat that amount of chopstick. Right. And he does it again. <laughs> like, thank you, sir. May I have another? Yep. He and don't care. He... he just got done telling you he will eat everything. Yep. He says, everything in this space is my food. <laughs> And that's when he apparently, like, eats chunks out of his arm. Somehow. What's the name of that? It's like Beilut or something like that? The the egg where you crack it open and it's like the bird is almost fully formed inside oh. of it. And you, like, you ever think someone in this anime just pulls one of those out and eats it just to psych everybody out? Probably. Like, whoa, he's way too powerful for us. That seems like something that might happen. Like, I bet somebody gets powered up at some point by eating one of those hundred-year eggs. Oh, God. That cheese that just has maggots on it? Yeah, yeah. 
By the way, also, speaking of things that we don't like about this anime, the food doesn't look good. It it does in earlier ones. I, I remember that being in the manga. Like The thing about this, though, is it's all fictional food, from what I remember, so it's like Dragon Ball style, like a giant drumstick or something. You know, like uh, like a meat you would see pop out of a wall in a Castlevania. I guess, but like it's also it's shaped like a drumstick, but with like a really shitty texture thrown on it. Ah, uh, well, that's just the anime, I guess. Like a lot of food in anime looks amazing, and mm. you know you can never have it because it's a cartoon and you can't eat that no matter how hard you try. Maybe Even you if can. you print it out on some computer paper and you go down to the Kinkos and you have it printed out on color on glossy, it's not the same. It's just not the same. It just tastes like paper. Where was I going? What was I talking about? The food. Food food in anime. Anime food. Where am I? Look, we're almost done. So, we go back to the clown lady. I don't even remember how all this stuff ends with like those two guys' fight thing. He's the, the double chopsticks, and then, I don't know, at some point it cuts back over to the clown. Yeah, it does. And, it, uh, he starts, like, eating away the guy's arm, and then it just cuts back to Oh, main right. Crew. So, yeah, also when he says he'll eat anything, he also means he'll cannibalize his family. Yes. I already mentioned this. I meant it when I asked where I was. This is a this good episode. <laughs> Clown lady's about to like, she's like, oh, the, the man, child, you've read God's cookbook. <laughs> yes, we get a flashback of the child boy, like in a Raiders of the Lost Ark temple, like looking at some magic cookbook. I guess that I happened. Like, I just like the idea that, like, also the cookbook is just one of those fucking god-awful old cookbooks where it's like, here's 50 recipes you can make with Jello. Sure. Just See, put this looking over it going in a Jello like, mold. Yeah, just looking over this going like, this is what God's into? Oh, no. <sighs> we yeah. must destroy this. So anyway, they uh, continue fighting. So yes. Go, go, yeah. please, finish. Well, so her whole thing is like, okay, because you understand the cookbook and I have the skills, only the two of us together can actually make God's dishes. So I need, I need you. I need you. And then a couple more guys show up. One of it's like a dude who uses like poison attacks and the other one, I forget what his thing was, but like his hair is crazy. Yeah, that's Sonny. And yeah, he has a hair punch. He turns his hair into a fist and punches with it. Uh, and yeah, the other guy kind of looks like a Two-Face or something because he has like a, like a messed up mouth. That's Zebra. He breaks out of the oh, vines right. that had been uh, trapping mm. him. Yeah. So the crew's all here now. Like, this is the main cast, basically. Yeah. Uh, well, sort of. I mean, that our other two fighters are still down. This is like that moment where, like, the other guys that were down prior that you thought were out, now they've shown back up yep. and they're going to give everyone a fighting chance again. Sure. But, like, the main cast is basically Toriko, the yes. kid, Zebra, and Sunny. 
and everyone is there for the most part. Like, I don't know uh, who that other dude was that was fighting with Toriko. I, I thought he was a main character until now. You know more about this than I do. I mean, you read the chapter with the frog in it. That's right. So. Well, I know, like, from video games and stuff, like, I've seen those other characters before. I've never seen that one guy. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, this is uh, basically where that ends with just like a scant few episodes left in the series. Uh-huh. Uh, so my vote is that we take this out. I'm going to say no because I want to see an earlier episode that gives you a better example of like what this actually is. I don't because I feel that betrays the anime roulette. Here's here's the thing. We we watch something so late and so incomprehensible in the series, baby, we can't go much higher than that. Any right. other episode of Toriko would feel so much less when like judged by the spirit of the roulette. Like right. like I want to see more episodes of this thing, but I don't know. I think that if we need to thin the herd with this roulette a little bit, I would say take Toriko out. Alright, fine. We'll take it out. So, Okay, so now we're down to 10 entries on it. Um, let's go 1 to 10. We got 10, which is... Yes, this is the second lucky spot. The first one was Fist of the North Star. This one... Y'all ready for this? Bump, 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 bump. Yeah. Street Fighter yes. 2, the animated series. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to finally learn what Shabladoo is. Shadaloo? Shadaloo. Yeah, that, I'm sorry. What did I say? Shabadoo, I think. <laughs> this is a different thing. <laughs> I think that's the name of a song in an episode of Scooby Doo. <laughs> No, it's, um, I'm thinking of Shalimar. My condolences to Matthew Lillard. There are only 26 episodes of this, but I wanted to have it on the roulette. So, what do you say we start yeah, at? 12? Yeah. 13? Sure, that works for me. Alright, 13 to 26. 19. No, 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 19. This is especially great for me because I've never really sat down and given a Street Fighter game any real amount of time. I I jump in occasionally when friends are over and I play like a couple matches and then I'm done. But like I've never ever focused on the story. Like to the point I think once I actually called you up trying to figure out what the plot of Street Fighter was and I could not piece any of it together. That's true. That was when I was saying, well, M. Bison... He's got Shadaloo, and they're they're the clones. See, like Jury and June are clones. Cammy Cammy's actually a clone of M Bison. Oh, see, I knew that. Yes, and that gave me some very complicated feelings about. Well, so then you got Vega. He's a like a. His minion Sagat. He got Shoryukened by Ryu. That's why he got that scar. Mm. That's what's all you Blanc need to know about. Uh, what's, what's Blanc is a weirdo who like got mutated in Brazil. He he was um, oh. Guile's friend. 
Oh, it happens. Yeah. I feel like maybe they've gone back and forth with that. Like, I feel like maybe originally he was Guile's friend who, like, got lost in Brazil and got mutated. But then maybe, like, he was always that way? I'm not not really sure of the status on Blanca. It's the same with Charlie, who... Charlie was dead for a while and then he wasn't, but then, like, he's Frankensteined up in the new one, so... Is there a a Darkstalkers anime? Yes. Oh. Well, That's my favorite fighting game, Frank, is in Darkstalkers. Oh yeah, Victor? Victor's rad. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, I don't... Yes, I think there's a Japanese one, and then there's also the American cartoon, I think. I get all of my fighting game knowledge, including fighting game storyline plot threads, uh, from Salty Bug, which is really the best way to digest mm. all of that information. Mm-hmm. Well, next time we'll be back with the first episode of the Rohan OVA and episode 19 of Street Fighter 2, the animated series. Yeah. JoJo's so, Part 5 is dead to us if they keep pulling the shit. Yeah. Well, I kind of hope that they do another one before the end so we can do the second OVA. I got a uh, feeling they will. Probably. So we'll see you next time on Stand and Deliver. Wait, what? No. Where am I? You're here. You've always been here. You'll never leave.